From the Pasuk in this week's Parsha, where Hashem says to Avram Avinu Vavorcha Mavorachecha, I will bless those that bless you. Rabbi Akiva learns out in Mesech Techulin that when the Koyanim bench the Yidin, Hashem benches the Koyanim. As it says right over here, that Hashem is telling Avram Avinu, those that will bless you, I will bless. And the following is what says in the Gemara there. The Pasek says, Koy Sevorachu as B'nai Yisroel, Hashem tells the Yidin of the Koyanim have how to bench the Yidin. So Rabbi Shmuel says, from here we see that the Yidin are getting a bracha from the Koyanim. What about the Koyanim themselves? Where do we know that they get blessed from? Since in the end of Berchatz Koyanim it says that Hashem says, Vorachim, I will bless them. So this is Hashem blessing the Koyanim. So first the Koyanim bless the Yidin, and then Hashem blesses the Koyanim. Rabbi Akiva learns these psukim differently. Rabbi Akiva says the following. The Pasek tells us about the Koyanim benching the Yidin. What about, where do we know that Hashem benches the Yidin? That's what we learn from Vaniya Vorachim. So first the Koyanim bench the Yidin, and Vaniya Vorachim says that Hashem is agreeing with the Koyanim. So the Gemara goes on to speak about, so according to Rabbi Akiva, where do we see that the Koyanim also get a bracha? Amar Nachman Bar Yitzchak, from the Pasuk in this week's parsha, Vavorcha Mevorachecha, that anyone that blesses a Yid gets a bracha from Hashem. The Gemara goes on to discuss the difference between Rabbi Yishmoel and Rabbi Akiva. And the Gemara says, Yishmoel, Rabbi Yishmoel that is, he himself is a Koyen. Khan Messiah Khan. The Koyanim assist the Koyanim. As Rashi explains, since Rabbi Shmuel himself is a Koyan, he is trying to assist the Koyanim and make things better for them. And then the Gemara goes on to say, in what way is he assisting them in this particular case? That is because he is learning out the Bracha for the Koyanim together with the Bracha of the Yidin. In other words, again, as Rashi explains, that the bracha of the Koyarim comes along with the bracha of the, of the Yidin. Again, just to explain, according to Rabbi Shmuel, the bracha of the Koyarim is learned out from Vaniya Varachim, which is a pasig that comes along with Birchas Koyarim, which means that the Gemara is understanding that Rabbi, according to Rabbi Shmuel, it's a better bracha when it's coming out and being learned out together with Birchas Koyarim itself, as opposed to Rabbi Akiva, where the bracha from the Koyanim is really coming from a different place, from the Pasuk Vavorcha Mavarachecha. So the Rebbe asks, first of all, what is the basis and the reason for this machloikas between Rabbi Yishmoel and Rabbi Akiva? Why is it that according to Rabbi Akiva, we need a special Pasuk to tell us that Hashem agrees to the bracha of the Koyanim, and that's what he uses the Pasuk Vaniyavorachim for, Whereas according to Rabbi Shmuel, there's no need to tell us a Pasuk that Hashem agrees um, with their bracha. And that's why he doesn't use this Pasuk Vani Avorachim to say that Hashem agrees with the bracha. Instead he uses the Pasuk Vani Avorachim to say that Hashem blesses the Yidin, the Koyanim, excuse me. In other words, the whole basis for where we learn out the bracha for the koyanim is really dependent on what I'm going to use the pasuk vaniyavorachim for, meaning do I need it as an additional bracha to show that Hashem is agreeing with the koyanim, or 
I don't need a Pasuk for that, and therefore this Pasuk can be just used directly as a Beracha for Hashem to the Koyanim. Question number two. When Rashi says, explaining Rabbi Shmuel, that the Koyanim get the Beracha along with the Bnei Yisrael, simply what he means to say is that they're receiving their Beracha together with the Yidin. The question is, what really is the difference between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yishmoel? Seemingly, it's just from which Pasuk we learn out that the Koyinim are getting a bracha. Is it, a, is it regarding the Pasuk that says in the Torah next to Birchas Koyinim, together with the Eden, or are we learning it out from somewhere else? But both of them agree that the Koyinim are getting the bracha from Hashem and that, that it's a result from the fact that they just bless the Yidin. So what does Rashi mean by saying that they're getting the blessing along with the rest of the Yidin, with the Bnei Yisroel? In order to explain this, the Rebbe says the difference between the bracha that the Koyanim get, if we learn that it comes from Va'avorcham Mevorachecha, that says by Avram Avinu, or from the Pasek Va'ani Avorachim, that says by Birchas Koyanim, Chassidus explains by first explaining generally the difference between a bracha, when someone gets a bracha, when someone gets blessed, to tefillah, when we daven for someone. So Chassidus explains the following. The word bracha has the same root, is taken from the same word as the word brecha, which means a pool, or a deep place in the ground where there's a gathering of water or wine, and from there, the wine or the water is drawn out. So this is the source from where things are being taken from, the water or the wine, etc. So too, the word bracha is related to a word that we find in the Mishnah, hamavrich, which is referring to taking a branch from a tree and again, bending it down, drawing it down from the tree, sticking it into the ground, from there another tree will grow. So it again means drawing down, bringing down. So what's the idea of a bracha? To draw something down from its source. Meaning to say that there was something already in the source, in what we call Seder Ishtal Shalus, a source for the bracha, for the blessing for this individual. And what's the bracha going to do? It's going to help to bring down whatever was in the source that for some reason was being delayed. Where do we see this idea that a bracha had to already be in the source, we see this in the bracha that Yaakov Avinu gives to the children of Yosef. The Torah tells us the story that Yaakov puts his right hand on the head of Ephraim, his left hand on the head of Menashe. When Yosef says that this one is the Bukhar, that Menashe is the Bukhar, put your right hand on his head, his father Yaakov refuses and he says, Yes, I know that he is the older one, but his younger brother is going to be greater, etc. The question is, if Yaakov is about to give the bracha, can't Yaakov just bench Menashe, give him the bracha, that he should be, his descendants should be greater than Ephraim's descendants? Why doesn't he just give him that bracha? But based on what we just said, it's very much understood. Because a bracha is not coming to create something new. Rather, it's coming to draw down something that was already in the source that just needs to be revealed and brought down to this world. And therefore, Yaakov cannot achieve with his bracha that Menashe should become greater than Ephraim because that's not the way things were in the source. This is all in regards to bracha. What about tefillah? 
Tefillah we are asking Hashem, as we'll say in Davening, expressions such as Yehi Ratzin, may it be the will of Hashem, meaning we're asking that there should be, so to speak, a new Ratzin, a new desire, a new will. Even if it wasn't in the source, we're asking Hashem to do this. For this reason, Tefillah will also be beneficial, even if it's a situation when there was a Gzeira, that something negative should happen, that Hashem could come along and transform it into good. Because through Tefillah we are reaching to a level that's called higher than Ishtalshlos, higher than the normal order of things. However, we understand that this limitation, that a bracha could only help if it's within the source, that's of course only if a human being is giving a bracha. Where if it's Hashem is giving a bracha, Hashem is drawing down, where Hashem is of course not connected to any sorts of limitations, chas So the bracha will also have that advantage of the tefillah. And this kind of bracha could bring it down, something new, even something that was not in the root, in the source of the one who needs to get the blessing. Now, just like this is true in regards to a bracha of the Eibishter, the same thing will be true with birchas koyenim. Because the birchas koyenim is a mitzvah. That means the koyenim that are giving the bracha are doing this as shluchim of Hashem. And we know the concept of shluchai shaladim kamoisai, the shliach, the messenger of someone, is like the one who sent him. And the same thing over here, the koyenim are, so to speak, like Hashem in this case. And their bracha is the bracha of the one who sent them, it's the bracha of Hashem. So in other words, what the Rebbe is saying is that in this case, this bracha is coming from a place that's higher than Ishtal Shalos. This could be seen from the following Gemara. In regards to Birchas Koyenim, the Gemara says on the Pasek, Yiso Hashem Pono Ve'lecha, Hashem should show His face to you, Hashem should show favor to you. So the Gemara says, when questioning, what does it mean that Hashem shows favor? So the Gemara says, Hashem says, how could I not show favor to the Yidin when they're so particular and so meticulous in regards to the fulfillment of mitzvahs, etc., etc., from which we understand that birchas koyinim is not just like any bracha that brings down something that was already in the source and that was within the seder ishtalshulos, rather bringing down something that's higher than seder ishtalshulos. That's why we use the expression that he shows them favor. In other words, to use the expression of nigla, the Rebbe says, we have something called Midas Hadin. We have something when you're acting by the strict letter of the law. But what does showing favor mean? Showing favor means that you're not acting just based strictly on the way the person behaved. And so in other words, this is going from somewhere beyond that. Because showing favor represents it's not coming as a result of what you have done and your avoid on its own. Rather, it's coming from somewhere much higher. So in other words, what Birchas Koyanim is, is a concept of higher than Ishtalshalos. That's the idea of Yisro Hashem Panavelecha showing favor. And therefore, Birchas Koyanim is really very similar to the idea of Tefillah then. Because both of them are bringing down something that's higher than Ishtalshalos. Again, different to a regular bracha. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand the advantage whether the bracha for the Koyanim is coming from the Pasuk of Aniyavorachim, the Pasuk that says, by Berchas Koyanim, or from the Pasuk of Avorachim of Arachecha, the Pasuk that says, by Avraham Avinu. What does the word Ani, Vaniyavorachim mean? Ani refers to the very essence of Hashem, indicating that this is a bracha that's coming from Hashem himself, a bracha that's higher than Ishtalshalus. Whereas Vavorachim of Arachecha, without the word Vani, 
This is a bracha that's already within the realms of Ishtalshalus. As the Rebbe is soon going to explain, even though technically the word Vavorcha also means I, but the Rebbe is going to explain that the word Ani places a bigger emphasis on that. So now the Rebbe comes back to the Gemara, which speaks about how Rabbi Yishmoel places the bracha of Birchas Koyanim, that the Koyanim themselves get the bracha along with the Yisrael, meaning to say that when we learn out the bracha for the Koyanim, from Birchas Koyanim itself, from Vani Avarachim, then this is the same kind of bracha like the Yidin are getting. Meaning a bracha from higher than Ishtaoshulus. Whereas if the bracha is being learned out from the Pasig Vavorcham of Arachecha, so then it's a lower level, it's the kind of bracha within the realms of Seder Ishtaoshulus. However, this is still not so understood because we need to understand seemingly the word Vavorcham of Arachecha is also a blessing from Hashem Himself. That's what Vavorcham means, I will bless. How could you say that Rabbi Akiva? that learns the bracha from Vavorcha Mavorachecha, is only a lower kind of bracha, a bracha within Ishtalashulos. Now even though it doesn't say clearly the word Ani, but then you could ask that question itself. First of all, what difference does it make if it says the word Ani or not? The bottom line is, it's Hashem Himself giving the bracha. So we have to say that, Rabbi Ak- that there's another proof to this whole concept of the difference between these kind of brachas besides for the word vani, and that's really what's going to force us to understand the difference to differentiate between these two psukim, as we will explain. In order to understand all of this, the Rebbe first brings a Gemara at the end of the very end of Masech Rosh Hashanah. The Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah says, the Rabban Gamliel says, he's of the opinion that the way Tfilo works is that the Chazan, the Shliach Tzibur, and he exempts the Tzibur, he exempts the public from their davening. More particularly, the Rebbe points out of here, it's referring to Tfilo of Musaf, of Rosh Hashanah, but generally the idea is that the Chazan exempts the people, he davens for them. Says the Gemara, Omar Rab Shimon Chasidah, Rab Shimon Chasidah said, Rabban Gamliel would exempt even the people out there in the fields, meaning even people that are not in shul, will also be exempt by the Chazan's davening. The Gemara goes on to say that this is true regarding the people out there in the fields, and needless to say, the people that are close by, the people that are standing right near him. So the Gemara then asks, why needless to say those that are here, seemingly on the contrary, the people out in the fields, they are, un, are unisi, they are, they are forced, they are compelled to be far away and therefore they can't be davening. We can understand why the chazan is going to exempt them. But the people that are right here, they should be davening. Maybe we should say the chazan should not exempt them. And the Gemara, in order to prove this sort of logic, brings a proof from Birchas Koyanim. Because we learned that Abba Bereder Abinyamin Barchiyah taught that the people that are standing behind the Koyanim by Birchas Koyanim are not included in the Bracha. Rashi explains that even though by Birchas Koyanim people that are out there in the fields would also be included in the Bracha, but that's again because they can't be by Birchas Koyanim. But these people that are able to be standing in front of the Koyanim and be facing the Koyanim to get the bracha, and they're not standing in front of the Koyanim, 
So they are not included in the bracha. And therefore the Gemara wants to apply the same thing in regarding in regards to the people standing next to the chazan. That perhaps they should not be included in being exempt by the chazan. Although the people out there in the field should. And in fact, the Gemara does conclude that way. That Ravin came along and said in the name of Rabbi Yaakov Baridi, in the name of Rabbi Shimon Chasidah, that Rabbi Gamliel only exempted the people that are out there in the fields. Um, why? Because they cannot come to Davin. They are basically out there in the fields, busy with their things. But the people that are close by in the city can't just say that they will be exempt by the Chazan. Instead, they actually have to Davin. Says the Rebbe, based on what we explained before, that is, the similarity between Birchas Koyanim and Tefillah, we can now understand that when the Gemara is bringing a proof from the Din of Birchas Koyanim to the Din of Tefillah of the Chazan, it's not just that we found two different places, two different halachas that are nothing related to each other, and we just found a common denominator. But rather what we're saying is really these two things, Tefillah and Berchas Koyenim, and their very, very essence are very much one and the same. In other words, both of them is the idea of bringing down a new desire, a new will of Hashem. Both of them are the idea of, well, like we said before, what's Berchas Koyenim, Hashem showing favor to us. Both of them are bringing down from higher than Ishtalshalos. And that's why we can bring a raya, a proof, from Birchas Koyanim to the idea of tefillah. In fact, the Rebbe says, on the contrary, the truth of the matter is, we're go- the Rebbe is going to explain now that normally we actually would not be able to bring a proof from Bracha to tefillah. It's specifically Birchas Koyanim that can help out. Based on what we said before, the Rebbe says, usually we wouldn't be able to bring a proof from Bracha to tefillah. Why? They're not similar at all. A bracha, which is bringing down from the source that's within Seydrish Talshalos, where we can understand that what's most relevant is the quality and the standards of the person getting the bracha and his conduct, whether he deserves, whether he has in his source these brachas. So it's understood that it's very relevant how he's going to conduct himself. And especially when the reason why it's not coming down is because there's some problem down here. So we'll understand that surely in order to bring down the bracha, you first have to get rid of the problem or anything that's going wrong by the person that's getting the bracha. Whereas tefillah, where the idea of tefillah is being piled, is bringing about a nurotzain up above, something higher than ishtalshalos. So you would say that that's completely dependent on the one that's davening, whether he has the power to be able to bring down such tremendous amshachos. You would say that it wouldn't be so relevant the state of the person for whom we are davening, because it's really Amshacha anyways, that's coming from higher than Sayyidirish And therefore, possibly, even if he doesn't have any sort of preparation, he doesn't do anything about it, he's not making himself worthy, perhaps then Tefillah could also help. So now let's apply this to our case. If it would be a regular bracha, we wouldn't be able to make the comparison to tefillah, because there we would make the following differentiation. In a bracha, we could understand why the people that are behind the koyanim shouldn't be included in a bracha, since they are showing they're not interested in the bracha. And therefore the bracha won't be effective. As the Pasuk in Tehillim says, V'loi chafetz bevracha, 
speaking about a Russia that he's not interested in the bracha, so automatically, the bracha is distanced from him. Because in a bracha, it's very relevant. Who is the person getting the bracha, whether he's deserving or not? Whereas in tefillah, it's not really so relevant. And therefore, perhaps we would say that yes, in a bracha, if the person is showing that he's not interested in the bracha, he's standing away, he's standing behind the koyin, he shouldn't get the bracha. Whereas tefillah, maybe you would say, it really is irrelevant what the person is doing. And the tefillah of the chazan should be effective for him. That's if it would be a regular bracha. But now that we establish that birchas koyinim is very similar to tefillah, that they're both higher than ishtal shalos, then it fits very, very well. The proof that we're bringing from birchas koyinim. Since birchas koyinim and tefillah are both achieving the same idea, they're both bringing down from higher than ishtal shalos. And in this situation, as we said, there's no difference about the person and the level of the one getting the bracha. And nevertheless, we see that in order to get the bracha from higher than ishtal there is still some need for some sort of hachana, for some sort of preparation. Although you're not drawing down this, this, you're not causing it to be drawn down, but you at least have to be a keili to accept it. Which in tefillah would mean the actual fact that you're davening for it. In birchas koyanim would be the bracha of the koyanim in their preparations, in their washing their hands, etc. And so to the yidin that are getting the bracha, that again, as we said before, to show that, get that favoritism, so to speak, from Hashem, they have to be meticulous in their mitzvahs, as well as standing face to face to the koyin. So if this is the case, even by Berchas Koyanim, where the bracha is coming from higher than Ishtal Shalos, here we can now understand the proof of the Gemara, that just like by Berchas Koyanim, you still need to make some sort of achana to receive that hamshacha, this great energy that's coming from higher than Ishtal Shalos, and not only the Koyan has to prepare himself, which is by making the bracha, which he blesses with love, and he has to wash his hands before the bracha, and similar things. But we said that also the person receiving the bracha has to stand face to face, if he's only able to. He must stand there, he can't stand behind the Koyan. So too by tefillah, this is the conclusion of the Gemara, that also by tefillah, which is about bringing there from higher than Ishtalshalos, and here too, there's the hachana that you need to have with the actual davening itself. But also the person that's being davened for, as long as he's able to, he too has to have his own hachanas. He also needs to have his own thing to draw down from higher than Ishtashalos. And therefore the Gemara's conclusion is that the chazan is only going to be moitzi, those people that are out in the fields that can't actually daven for themselves, as opposed to the people that are in the city. Says the Rebbe, the truth of the matter is, we could say that the proof of the Gemara is actually even stronger. In other words, not only comparing the two, but it's more in the sense of what we would call a Kalvachoymer, B'mekoshkein. In other words, that in fact we would say that if, even in Berchas Koyin, which the Rebbe is about to explain, which is in some ways even greater than Tefillah, and nevertheless, we say the person still has to show some interest and be involved and do whatever he can, how much more so by tefillah? How, do, how is this understood? So the Rebbe explains it like this. The fact that the chazan is moitzi, the people out in the fields, is only when together with the chazan there are what we call tisha shaymim. There are nine people listening to the bracha. If not, 
this chazan would be considered as a yachid, as an individual, and he would not be moitzi, someone that cannot daven, he would not be able to be moitzi, someone that's out there in the field, as opposed to birchas koyanim. So, in a case of, for example, in a city or a shul, where they're all koyanim, nevertheless, they still do birchas koyanim, who do they give the bracha to? So here again we have the expression la'am shebesadeh to so the people out there in the fields, the people that can't be here right now. In other words, we see a fundamental difference between berachas koyinim and tefillah. That in tefillah, it's specifically when you have nine people listening to the person making the bracha to davening. That's when he becomes the shliach tzibur. That's what gives him that koyach to be the shliach tzibur, and he could now be moitzi other people. Whereas in berachas koyinim, the koyin doesn't need any extra empowerment by others to be able to give the bracha. The reason for this will be understood by first explaining a certain advantage that bracha generally has over tefillah. That is, although we explained before that tefillah has an advantage, now we're going to look at the advantage of bracha over tefillah, and soon we're going to see how birchas koyanim is going to combine both ideas. Tefillah is really, as its name implies, as the, as the idea of tefillah implies, is that we are requesting something. Now, when we are asking for something, there's no certainty that the request is going to be fulfilled because the ashpa is going to be dependent on the one asking, etc. However, bracha is sivui. It's like a command, an order, or even a guarantee. In other words, the person giving the bracha is like ordering, so to speak, giving an order that a certain thing should come down, a certain hashpa should come down to a certain individual. The reason for this difference is, in tefillah, the person davening is standing down here below, and he is asking that from above, a certain thing should come down. So it's a request. Whereas bracha, the one who is able to bless the person giving the bracha is actually standing in somewhere that's higher than the place where the bracha is coming from, and therefore he has the ability. He has the power to give an order that this bracha should come down. So the fact that we explained before that tefillah is higher than bracha, that is as far as from where things are being drawn down. That a bracha is coming down from a place with ishtal shalos, and tefillah has the power to request and to get from something even higher than ishtal shalos. But as far as the person giving the bracha or the person davening, the person davening is standing below the place where he's davening to receive something from. Whereas the person giving the bracha is standing above the place and therefore able to force the bracha to come down. So now we can understand that there's actually a certain advantage of birchas koyanim over tefillah. Because birchas koyanim has both advantages. On the one hand, the source from where it's coming is coming from higher than Ishtal Shalos. That means it's similar to Tefillah. But on the other hand, the Torah clearly tells us that it's a Bracha. It's not a Bakosha. In other words, the Koyin that's giving the Bracha is standing above the place where the Bracha is coming from. In other words, he's standing on a very, very high place. And that's why he can give an order that this Ashpa should come down even from somewhere higher than Ishtal Shalos. So in other words, that even though when we speak about the level from where the ashpa is coming from, 
Birchas Koyin and Matfil are both the same, that they're both taken from higher than Ishtal Shalos. But as far as the person davening or the Koyin giving the Bracha, they're different. That the person davening is standing below the place and requesting that something should come down. Whereas the Koyin giving the Bracha is standing above the Hashpa, in other words, above the source where it's coming from higher than Seyder Ishtal Shalos. Now we could also understand why we say there are shliach tzibur needs a special koyach given to him by the listeners, whereas the koyim giving the bracha doesn't need this. The shliach tzibur is a person, individual standing down here below davening to Hashem, and therefore he needs a special koyach that he should be able to daven and should be able to exempt everyone with their obligation, etc. Whereas the koyim that's giving the bracha is standing above above Seydrishtashlus, and therefore he doesn't need this extra koiches from the other people to be able to give his bracha. Says the Rebbe, now we'll understand even more so the proof of the Gemara we were trying to prove from Birchas Koyanim to the Din of Tefillah, with the following Kalva If by Birchas Koyanim, where the Koyan that's giving the bracha doesn't even need special koyach from the people that he is blessing, etc. And there's no real need for any activity from those people at all. They may even be in the fields, not even aware of what the Koyin is doing. And yet we say that even over here, if people are standing directly behind the Koyinim, when they could have been facing the Koyinim, they're not going to be included in the Bracha, because at the end of the day, they, the people getting the Bracha need to make some sort of achana, some sort of so, show some sort of interest, and do something to get the Hashpah. How much more so by Tefillah? where the Chazin needs extra assistance in Koychus. How much more so over here, we need some sort of achana, some sort of activity, some sort of interest shown in whatever is possible to be done by the Tzibur, and therefore those people that can actually daven by themselves, cannot just exempt themselves by saying, well, the Chazin is davening for me, rather they have to do it themselves. Now the Rebbe comes back to the Machloikis of Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shmuel regarding to the bracha that the Koyanim get. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand that this itself is the Machloikis between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shmuel. Whether the level of the Koyan, when he is giving a bracha to the Yisrael, is higher than Ishtal Shalos or not. And this is really gonna, what's going to be the cause for their Machloikis, whether they need a special posik as well, that Hashem agrees with the Koyan and the bracha to the Yid, or they don't need a Pasuk for that, as the Rebbe explains now. We said earlier that the reason why Birchas Koyanim could achieve something like a new Hashpa, which is even higher than the Shoirish, than that which is in the source of the person getting the Bracha, is because the Koyan is doing it as a messenger of Hashem. And since Hashem is of course not limited in any single way, so in Hashem's bracha, and therefore also in the bracha of the koyinim that are doing it in his shlichus, they have the power to reach to a place of higher than ishtal However, this itself can be looked at and explained in two ways. One way of understanding it is, since the bracha practically is being said by a human being, by the koyin, that on his own wouldn't really be able to bring down something higher than ishtal so he needs special koyches, that this bracha, although coming from this human being, should draw down from higher than Ishtal That means, yes, it's true, he is doing it as a messenger of Hashem, but of course, well, even within Shlichos, there can be many, many different levels. And therefore, in Birchas Koyenim, we might say that the Koyach of the Ebishter didn't become so one, united with the Bosar of Adam, with the human being, with the Koyen, 
And therefore, in some ways, this koyin is also limited like a regular human being. And therefore, he needs a special koyach, that this bracha should be the bracha of Hashem. And that is what Rabbi Akiva is really saying, as we'll soon see, that Hashem needs to give a special haskama vaniyavorachim to the bracha of the koyanim, as we'll see in a minute. On the other hand, there's another way of saying that since the koyan is doing it in the shlichus of the Abishter, and therefore everything he's doing is attributed directly to the Mishaleach, to the sender, therefore the bracha in it of its own has the ability to draw down from higher than Ishtashlus. That means the koyach of Hashem became so much one with the bracha of the koyan that it's as if to say that the level of the koyan himself right now is higher than Ishtashlus. So now going back to the Machloikas of Rabbi Akiva and Bishmol. According to Rabbi Akiva, Birchas Koyenim on its own is like the first way we just said as the bracha of a human being. And therefore we need a special pasuk, Vani Avorachim, to say that Hashem is going to agree with the Koyen. That is, the Eivishter is giving a special koyach, koyach that these brachas should be the brachas of Hashem, higher than Ishtal And that's what it means, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Maskim Ayodim, that Hashem is agreeing with the Koyen. Whereas Rabbi Shmuel, and as we said before, the Koyen, he helps, he increases, he speaks more highly of the power and the greatness of the Koyanim, according to his opinion, Berchaz Koyanim on its own has already this ability. You don't need a special possible to say Hashem agrees with him. That's what a Koyan is. A Koyan automatically represents Hashem's bracha. Or to put it slightly in different words, the Berchaz Koyanim, as it is in its source, higher than Ishtashlos, was completely given over to the ownership of the Koyanim, and therefore, so to speak, they don't even need another consent from Hashem. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand why according to Rabbi Akiva, what's going to be the bracha to the Koyanim? It's going to be a bracha still within Ishtashlos. Meaning to say, as we just explained, that according to Rabbi Akiva, Birchas Koyanim on its own, as it's being said from the Koyanim, is not higher than Ishtashlos. They're going to need Hashem now to agree to Plug it in, so to speak, the higher than Ishtashalos. And therefore, the Rebbe says, it's impossible to say that the result, meaning the bracha, that the Koyinim are going to get because they gave a bracha to the Yidin, should be higher than the cause, which is the bracha that they gave to the Yidin, and therefore, just like the bracha that they're giving to the Yidin is a bracha that's associated with Seder Ishtashalos, so the bracha that they get is also from Ishtashalos. As the Rebbe is about to apply that to the Pasuk Vavorchum of Rachecha. Whereas, according to Rabbi Ishmael, that the Birchas Koyinim on their own is a bracha higher than Ishtashalus. So, therefore, according to his opinion, the bracha that the Koyinim get is also from higher than Ishtashalus. That's why it's part of the Birchas Koyinim itself. And that's what we said before. Kana, Messiah Kana, he's trying to increase the bracha that the Koyinim are getting. According to him, they're also getting a bracha higher than Ishtashalus. And that's why. By, according to Rabbi Shmuel, the Pasuk says, again representing this idea of Hashem, the way Hashem is completely higher than Ishtashalos. Whereas, according to Rabbi Akiva, we said the Pasuk is being learned from Vavorcham of Arachecha, where the word Ani is not there, because the Bracha that's being learned from that Pasuk is a Bracha within the Seder Ishtashalos.